Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 660. Hopefully you guys have had a great Wednesday. I know it's been hot as heck here. Uh, appropriate guest this evening, we've got the fire department in the house, the fire department 420. You want to tell us how you're doing, and of course, where they can find you. You can find me. How y'all doing, by the way? You can find me on Instagram at the underscore fire department 420 LLC. Right on, right on. Well, I take I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come hang out this night this evening. I had the pleasure of meeting you at Mendo in the Mitten, and uh, I love sporting the, the Michigan community. So I thought I'd reach out to you and get you on and see what you're about and how you got into cannabis. So uh, I appreciate you taking me up on the offer and coming hanging out this this evening. So I guess that's where we started off. Uh, I guess you want to you mind sharing. When and where did cannabis come into your life? What set you off on the path that you're on today? Honestly, honestly, I got into this real bad car accident to where I had a concussion for like nine months. But I was going to like therapy and therapists because I would have blackouts and I would have these seizures where they wasn't controlled. I would have like a daydream seizures. So basically... I had a seizure one time I was driving and it wasn't like, you know, how people shaking all day. It wasn't no shaking seizure. It was literally like I drove from Detroit to Toledo and didn't even know I drove to Toledo. So it was a daydream seizure. So from that, you know, the doctor started giving me all these different type of medications and they was messing with the seizures. So I was like, I literally got tired of it and, uh, just started, you know, one of my partners, one of my friends or whatever, uh, was growing at the time. And he just had like this big dumb ass bag, trash bag of fucking trim shake and keef and just everything in there. So I'm like, you know what? Everybody keeps saying marijuana good for, for this type of stuff. End up making a pill for myself. And I haven't had a seizure in probably going on five years now, to be honest. And that's, that's what really got me in the a, in a marijuana game. It's like, really, I'm the Detroit fireman, for real, Cause only because I'm a healer, not a dealer. I'm not here to sell you weed. I'm here to give you a cure for whatever problem you may have. And it just so happens I like smoking weed, too. But that's, that's really it. That's what got me in the weed game, from me basically doing that and then um, – I had an uncle that was a firefighter and he used to sell me, he used to ask me, he used to let me use his car a lot when I was younger. And he used to like get mad at me when I would smoke weed in his car. So one day he picked me up from work and he was like, look, man, you got to stop smoking weed in the car, man. I got, I let all my fireman buddies in here and they got in here and they're like, dang, Ray, you the real fireman. And I'm like, oh, that's my nephew. He the real fireman. So I'm like, you know what? That's catchy. Let me get let me take it on the fire department. And ever since then, I've been a fireman. Definitely a catchy name, that's for sure. And uh, kind of a powerful start. You know what I mean? You know, I'm a big advocate for the medical side of cannabis. Man, I am just literally 
looking like a sprinkler over here. <laughs> um, air conditioning on on sixty. None up here. None up here in Michigan. Or you Michigan. can't beat it when we get this heat because we get so much snow and cold. It's a blessing to sweat. True that. True that. Well, again, a, you know, a powerful start to the story. You know, cannabis is a, a very, very good medicine. But I think a lot. I say this all the time. I really believe that the most therapeutical side of cannabis is in the growing side of it as well. That's well, where I, I found a lot of them. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I apologize. I apologize, but I can't grow weed for real anymore. I'm allergic to weed. So I could smoke it and I could eat it and I can even do topicals. But when it comes to like, even when I'm making my keef and stuff like that, I'm like wearing a mask and long sleeves and gloves because I it's, it had me itching like crazy. And sometimes it itches through the clothes. That's, that's, I've never heard of that. That's, that would stink, to be honest with you. One of your, one of your favorite things in your medicine to be somewhat allergic to. So have you always been allergic to it like that? Or did it kind of come on with, with the excess use of cannabis? Do you know what I mean? More using it. See, I don't actually, okay, so I was at, um, I was at Bell Isle one day. And I was laying in the grass with some friends and I got the itching. And it never really occurred to me that weed bothered me because I wasn't yet making stuff. I wasn't even a fireman yet. I was just asking, and I got the itching that rushed me to the hospital. So after that, it was like I started making stuff with weed. And every time I make it, I just break out in the hives. Like, like basically like a grass, a, a grass and pollen reaction type of deal. Like I've even had a time with my girl. I was in a I was in my girl house working and I fell into a pilot trim and I didn't have a shirt on and she had to come hit me with an EpiPen. It was it went that bad. Yeah, I didn't realize it could be that bad to be honest with you. Wow. So how did you get from, uh, I mean, so how did you get to making edibles and moon rocks and stuff? And so, I mean, by the way, those aren't moon rocks. Some, that, what I seen in that jar, like I said, that, that day were moon boulders. Man. <laughs> those, those are meteors. Those are rocks, man. Those are meteors. So it started from, I got to making everything from because, because of the seizures. So it was literally like I kept having to try new stuff out. So I had like literally had at the house. Wait, can you hold on one second for me? Hold on one second. Absolutely. Excuse everybody in chat, martial artists. Earth, uh, Ultra 25, Thunder Dance, Smiley's Gardens, Big Jerk Rose, 
Arthur sent to me. Cheers. Good to see you guys in chats. Okay. Eddie Alvarez. How you guys doing? Hopefully you guys had a good Wednesday. Stayed nice and cool. DGC Weedner, how you doing? Fred Anderson, nice to see you. Lord Camp. Cheers. Hopefully you guys are seeing much cooler than I am. Wow, I didn't think it'd be this hot this evening. With all the equipment down at that. smoking some I'm guessing what it says is blueberry or blackberry I'm gonna go with blackberry headband blackberry killer tastes pretty good I picked it up there uh, somebody gifted it to me up there from the the event there last weekend what pretty tasty so far I got some uh, apple, apple pineapple or something like that from the guy across from me. I think his, his name was like Dog something, but that 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 was good. That was delicious. And that's enough. I love supporting all all cannabis people. Like I don't care if you're from Detroit, you could be from. Chattanooga, Tennessee. If he's somewhere in the backwoods growing, I'm gonna support him. Cause that's what it really about. It's like it's like they be wanting us to be in competition with each other, but what for? Like everybody can literally get together and help everybody create the the, the most best strand ever. And Michigan be on the map on a whole nother level. Or everywhere could be on the map. The United States could be on the map together. You know what I mean? I completely agree. I completely agree. I love these events like Mendo and the Michigan and a lot of these coming up summer events, man. They're the last hurrah that us caregivers have. You know what I mean? The craft people, the people that are really passionate about the stuff they do. You know, recreational is quickly trying to drive us out. And the cannabis communities is in these events like you're talking about. They're some of the greatest people I've ever met. It's like they're trying to take the mom and pop out the business. So yeah, so I guess where do you source since you can't necessarily uh, grow your flour and a lot of your products? I guess how do you source no, so, materials oh, for your oh, edibles and stuff? I'm sorry. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. Um. So, so in basic note, I grow, but I can't grow. So what I do is I grow up to the process of before it goes into flowering. And then after that, I'll leave it alone, let somebody else play. It's like, it's like a family business type of deal. It's like, I got a few cousins, a few friends, a few homeboys that I grew up with. And everybody grows, but everybody doesn't create. See, everybody grows, but don't, I'm the only person that makes stuff. And I mean, I make anything from your take a pill to help your epilepsy to those pre-rolls I got. So 
it, it never stops going. And I can trust them with uh, their marijuana. I can trust their marijuana. I can't trust a lot of people marijuana because I smoke certain marijuana, I get sick. Like, I can hit somebody's weed and tell them exactly how they grew it, with, with, with nutrients they use sometimes, not all the time. I can hit different strands and tell them that, yo, it's crossbreeded with this and that. That's what I can do that. At least 89% of the weed that I smoke, I know what it already is. I don't I, I want to say God gave me this these great taste buds and I can't I can't use them for evil. <laughs> but yeah. So so that's how I basically make everything. I get I have cousins and a lot of people that grow, and then I have fam other family members that are continue my growth for me so it's really just like a whole family of us that eat softer marijuana i'm just the only one that wanted to go far as forward as making myself a company and blah blah they just want to grow their 12 plants and have it for them to smoke that's that's cool that's cool. You know, I appreciate you for making the effort of, you know, trying to make a, a business out of it, man. That's a dream for a lot of us. And man, that dream's getting harder and harder. That's why I love to support people like yourself that are willing to still make that, that step, put the risk out there, man. So cheers to you and all the people out there at these festivals and stuff, trying to keep the, the cannabis dream alive, to be honest with you. I mean, it's for the people. What I understand is, wow. So, do you source, I mean. Go ahead, you said, what you were saying? A little bit. A little bit of a delay on my end, my apologies. Uh, I was going to ask, uh, you know, so do you actually make the oils and stuff yourself as a, a starting point for the oils and stuff like that? I make a lot of my oils myself. The only thing I don't make is my diamonds. I don't make my diamonds to the first part. Like they give them to me. I, like, I have another, I have a close friend. He makes all my diamonds for me out of my, out of my material and his material. Sometimes I give them Keith, sometimes I don't. Then I have another friend that does the same thing. So we all just come together on it. I either give them trim, but I most of the time I give them my regular stuff. Like I make a, I make an arthritis spray that it gets rid of arthritis. Like it won't cure it, but it'll help it. it you, won't, you won't feel it, you know what I mean? So I give that to him. In return, he gives me diamonds. And then, you know, sometimes his diamonds are saucy. So I know the process of turning the sauce into diamonds. So I do the last process and I get and I get it going like that. But you know, I make all my pre-rolls and moon rock out of diamonds. Now, back in the day, I used to make wax, you know, the clothes, the not the, you know, how everybody used to take the uh, the big pipe and blast down the pipe. I used to do that. I used to make my wax like that back in the day and then stick, stick it in the vacuum oven. But 
that stuff is not. I don't even like. I don't even like wax. Since diamonds became what it is, I don't even like anything. With I don't want. If it got chemicals in it, I don't want. It. So, I guess, uh, is there a certain strain or cultivar that you prefer to work with that works better than others, or is it uh, you just kind of uh, mix it all together and then kind of go from there? More of a full spectrum approach, I guess. It's more mix it all in together for me. Now, sativas are better at most times with making a lot of stuff because the yield is better on things, but Chitiba against somebody with like uh, ain't bad anxiety is horrible. And sativa and anxiety don't mix at all. So, so a lot of stuff would be indica, but it it'd be a lot of mixtures and stuff. Sometimes I got a like I said, I got a lot of people that do different grows. Like I have one 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 of the homies. He only grow indica. So it's perfect because I can just go get indica from all his indica trim, everything. Then I got another friend that just grows sativa. I can go get all of that. Even though it's technically no real indicas or straight sativas anymore anyway. Very true, very true. So much hybridized, yeah, it's more how it hits you. <laughs> it's a hitter. It's a hitter misser because sometimes they don't even know. It's getting tougher and tougher as a lot of the breeders out there just want to breed hype times hype to get some of their packs out there. They just count on people looking at that label and going, ah, there's cookies in it. Well, I got to have that. I got to have that. So I think, yeah getting worse and worse as the people try to make money off of breeding yeah. and stuff like that, I think. I mean, Monopoly, at the, end of the, at the end of the Monopoly board, it's only two properties left, and you can only put four houses on it. So that's what they own. In a minute, the weed, the weed that we used to know, we're not going to even know it anymore. So uh, I guess uh, we could talk a little bit about those the moon uh, meteors are basically, them things were huge. I mean, really, I mean, when most people think about moon rocks, they think about something that, you know, little, little, little buds, but yours were like golf ball size there, <laughs> easy. There we go. Damn, you can't even see the bud. A lot of people like to use, I don't like using small buds. It's like, why use a small bud? It's like, you're kind of almost cheating people when you use a tiny ass bud. Because then they got to break it open. It doesn't get to soak into the bud like you want it to. Like, when I break something like that, open. Wish I could get this damn light to work. Things are pretty impressive, especially for second. Turn it a little bit. So are you rolling those in a keep or is that a dry sift that you're rolling them bad boys in? 
and no, that thing's covered. You can't even see Bud. Uh, <laughs> you can't even see Bud in that that thing. It's all key. So yeah. So that's all that's all Keith. And the funny thing about this one is, I hate to say it, but I ran out of Keith while I was making them because I had to make my pre-rolls too. And I had made the pre-rolls before I made the moon rock. So I was kind of low on Keith, but I was actually still able to code it good enough. But I also I got different processes. Like a lot of people don't do their moon rock like me. So I can't tell you every process, but I can give you a few pointers. So instead of dipping, submerging the whole bud into the to the moon rock, I mean to the wax or diamond, well, I use diamond. What I do is I take a paintbrush and I paint it on. So I may dip half, half one side in there and then take the other side, take the rest and paint it around. And while I'm painting it around, I'm like rotating it as I go. So then when I put it in the keef, and it's rolling around in the keef. All they do is roll up and collect keef. And then I then I let it build up. And then I stick them in the freezer for just one day. I stick it in the freezer and I pull it back out. Now I stick it in the freezer so the the, the wax doesn't melt through the moon through the keef too fast. So it give it that pretty look or whatever. Then I pull it back out and I just let it sit regular for like at least a week. And then I sell it to people. I really don't, I really don't sell it to people when I first make it because I don't feel like it's a finish. You know, any if if you if anybody mess with marijuana, they know your birthday last week, your next burp is gonna be stronger. Or you let it sit, you you grew it and it's done, but it still ain't being it's not strong as it could be yet until like two weeks later, even though it's ready to smoke. And you can like, I mean, my, my fear is gonna be hella sticky though, but it's still like breaking down, like almost like regular bud, but it's like sticky as it's sticky as hell. Like, so do you mix again? I guess kind of. Uh... A mixed bag of moon rocks, or are they single source as far as the cultivar when when you're uh, putting them out there? You mean like far as shrimp? Do you mean do you mean far as strands, or what do you mean? Yeah, strains. Basically, all the same flavored nugs there, or uh... so. So sometimes I do do a lot of mixtures because I like I like different type of bud. Uh, when I came up there, I mostly ran with the Tahoe OG because I'm a big OG fan. Like I don't understand why it's not more OG out here, but I'm a super big OG fan, so I made a lot of it out of the OG, but majority of the time I try to stick to a lot of purple weed and honestly people don't like cookie anymore but cookie is like excellent marijuana to make moon rock out of because if you grow it right and you trim it right it's like the most smoothest buds ever 
fluffy leafy weed is normally horrible to use for moonlight. It's like it even takes too long to dry. It take you like a month to dry some leafy weed if you make it in the moonlight. But my absolute favorite is to go purple. I love to go purple on you. I was asking. I was asking what your favorite was, and as it came out of your mouth, my mouth, you were saying, I love the purple. Which purples are you a fan of there? Uh, purple Punch, Black Cherry Gelato, uh, blue cookie, platinum, platinum cookie. You can turn platinum cookie to uh, purple too. And it's actually the best strand to turn to purple, but a lot of people don't like platinum cookie no more for some reason. I don't know. And then, and then if I could ever find it again, it's always Northern Lights. I love Northern Lights. If I could find, if somebody tell me they got Northern Lights, I say, I don't believe you. I'll give you a gram of moon rock for. Uh, two grams of of uh, Northern Lights. I give you an A. I give you an A for two grams. I love Northern Lights. It's definitely a good strain. Definitely a good strain for sure. So, what is it in particular that you like about the perps, man? Because I'm I'm one of those. I talk about it a lot, man. The, they don't necessarily hit me as hard as a lot of other things do. It's super flavorful, tasty, but they don't necessarily have that really couch lock or, you know, knock you on your ass effect. But that's just me. It's the beauty of cannabis. You know what I mean? Right. What, what, what draws you in with it? Is it the color, the flavor, the, the, all, the, you know, the buzz? It's all of that. Okay. For one, it's the color. So when you just it, it, eat those, I don't give I don't give a damn what you make out of purple weed. It's always gonna look beautiful. Like you can, I can take and make pre rolls, and on the pre rolls, it it is just it's just sparkle. But the really what I really love about purple is I could be say, now nah, nah, don't quote me on this. We we technically, since they legalized weed, we're not supposed to smoke and drive. But I don't understand why they don't want us to smoke and drive. It's not liquor. I ain't never seen nobody high and crash into a building. I seen somebody drunk and crash into a building. But it's like, say I got a full day and I'm just moving around. I'm just moving around all day. I smoke some purple weed, and an hour later, I can still taste it. I can still taste it on my mouth and my tongue to the point where I need to roll up again because I'm, I need to, I want to smoke it again because I taste so delicious. It's just so delicious tasting. It's, it, nor, it normally, no, it's not that strong, but it's always delicious. Unless somebody burped the wrong weed. Like I've seen, I've seen people burp. I mean, not burp. I, I've seen people stress out strands like, like, uh, oh, Purple Kenny is my favorite too. But you don't see no more purple oh, OG alien OG. But like certain strands should never be purple. Like uh what's it? Like one saying all one saying that the best tasting of uh, purple weed as a purple weed because it's already so spicy. And then I've seen people try to make glue, turn gorilla glue like number two, 
into into purple weed. It don't very come out very good. It like take a special person to make purple weed. So what how long have you been making the uh the salves, the, the cream salves? Have you uh, and how did you get to making those? I mean, initially it sounded like seizures. So I mean, how did you get into the cream aspect of it? Uh, that, uh, it was it was literally it derived from me. So like I said, I had gotten to this bad car accident and I mean it was horrible, like I was like getting into it with my family and I couldn't figure out what was going on with me. I would have blackouts when I would just do stuff and didn't know I was doing it. So like, like I had a, at the time I had a fiance or whatever. And she was like, you know, you, you doing, you doing too much. You got to go. You know, then she's like, you know what? I'll leave. So she left and I was just stuck in the house for like, for like at least two weeks by myself. So it really, I didn't have nothing in the crib but me and a whole bunch of weed. So it was like, fuck it, what I'm going to do? So I started watching all every video on YouTube. But if you know about YouTube, when it comes to cannabis, they only give you, they only tell you half the story. Like they uh, tell you how to make Keith, but they'll tell you the ending parts. And then you have one guy that tell you how to make Keith, but he'll give you the, he'll give you the first beginning, but won't. Don't nobody give you the middle, so you got to make the middle up yourself. And everything I was making, it was like that. So it was like, it got to the point where it was like, I'm in a house by myself. Fuck it. I'm going to be real. I was like, fuck it. If I blow up the house trying to make some shit to help myself, then it was meant for me to blow the fuck up. So I was literally in the crib making like all the different Rick Simpson oils. I took rubbing alcohol, made Rick Simpson oil. I took... I took alcohol and made Rick Simpson oil. I took fucking Hennessy and made Rick Simpson oil. Okay. And then I was doing the Rick Simpson oil, but it was getting me extremely too high. Like it would help, but then I would be so fucking high that what was the point in it helping? Cause I'm just fucking blowed all day. So then I started making butter, but I'm like, butter, yeah, that's good. But then so then I'm like, I'm like, fuck it, let me cook some coconut oil. So I start cooking coconut oil. Then I researched some other shit, so I ended up mixing a couple of different vitamins with it and made the coconut oil, so I started buying gel capsules. I was buying gel capsules, and literally, I would just take, like, every two weeks, I'd just take a pill, like, one of the pills I made. Like, but literally, it wasn't the gel capsule first. I bought a pill press and was pressing, pressing mixtures of Keith, Keith flour and Rick Simpson. I was pressing them into little small pills for me to take. And that was getting me too high. It would, I would feel great. I wouldn't have any seizures, no blackouts. So I finally made the pill and the pill was everything. I put a tiny bit, a little, little bit of Rick Simpson and some, some, uh, some vegetable glycerin to make it last longer and some coconut oil. And I haven't had a real, I haven't had a real seizure. I haven't had any seizures in like, like five, five, six years, maybe even longer.
That's that's incredible. Seizures are horrible, man. Anybody that's seen one, it's horrible. Can't. It is horrible. It's not controllable. It isn't controllable. I didn't mean to cut you off. And by the way, I told you earlier on, you can guess you had the brunt of the floor this evening. I sit back. <laughs> they listen to me blabber every night. So <laughs> you get the you get the brunt of the floor while you're here tonight. <laughs> so uh basically do you what do you use then for um a lot of your uh, topicals and stuff like that, is it an RSO oil or do you go with more of the coconut oil? I see. Honestly, I can't tell you. As I can't tell you, I can't, I can't tell you how it's made at all. Only because from what I'm seeing, I'm the only person that's making a lot of the stuff that I make. I'm like the only person that makes it that way until somebody else comes forward and show me that they make it the same way. So, but as far as topicals go, listen, I got a crazy story, right? I got a cousin, right? He's, he, I don't want to say he stole it, but in all, he stole it. I had brought some butter to work because we was working, we always working at this t-shirt, this t-shirt printing place. That's how I make all my clothes now. So, we was all working at this t-shirt printing place, and one of the homies there, his mom make edibles. So I brought some butter in, and but I made the butter like dumb strong. Like I made, I probably let, I probably let it soak. I let the butter and the and the weed soak for like three days together before I start cooking it. And then after that, I like put a little bit of RSO in it. But the homie, the the the, the homie ended up forgetting to grab it and the cousin stole the, stole the butter and took it home to his wife because he thought it was rubbing oil. And so for like five nights straight, he didn't tell anybody, but he rubbing straight up butter, non-salted butter on his wife's back. But she's saying it's beautiful. It works. It's awesome. So when we, when we end up bringing it up, I'm like, hey, man, you see that butter? And he's like, yeah, I took it to my girl. Y'all left it. I'm like, I'm like, we didn't leave it. He was supposed to come get it. I'm like, bro, that was butter. I'm like, how the hell are you rubbing fucking almost like rubbing lard on your wife's back? Like, what the hell is going on? He's like, man, I don't know what you put in there, but it works. Whatever it is, it works. So I so I got so I got several different typicals. I have I have a shea butter, I have the coconut oil, I have um like a like a Ben Gay cream. Like where I actually made, took Ben Gay and Ben Gay and infused it with marijuana, so it has that icy hot feeling. I have a spray that it, like I said before, it, it stops any pain. Any pain you have, it stops. Like as a matter of fact, I don't do any governmental drugs. I if the, the the closest I come to a drug from the from the government that the government makes is albuterol or moxicillin. Them the only two they they can get me to take. So. I'm basically always self-medicated all the time. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm uh, pretty much the same way, man. I'm not a big fan of pharma or doctors. Yeah, that's with you. So if I can find an herb, <laughs> a vitamin, 
something, a natural source, I'm right there with you. I'd rather go that route. I mean, that's the best route to go, really. It's from the earth, man. Even, listen, I got this so story. We... You said you had a story. I don't want to stop it. I don't want to sound horrible telling this story, though, but look. So, you know, we goes back as far as we can remember, like, even when the man was created, they created weed, too. Like, weed was created. It was all there. It's it from the from the get-go, from even if you go through the Bible and read different stories, weed was there. So, I got this little, little thing I'll be telling, like, even my pastor, he, like, he cussed me out about it, but it's really true, though. So, so you know, the best marijuana grows at the top of the mountain, right? So, at any top of every mountain, anybody... Even in Humboldt County, they grow all they weed at the top of the mountains because the, the weather up there is just awesome for growing, especially sprouting purple weed and all types of stuff. So in the Bible, you got Moses. Moses, Moses, he went to the, I mean, not Moses, Noah. Noah went to the top of the mountain and talked to God in a vision of a burning bush. How many bushes you know burning? <laughs> the only bush I'm burning is cannabis anyway. I'm trying to tell you, only one bush that burn. Enjoy this bush, too. I, I love this bush. <laughs> <laughs> I tell big, you what, I say it again and again. And this this plant, this this thing, I'm sorry, it no, saved my life more and more, many it has, times. It's a miracle plant. I promise it has. It 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 don't got me out of stuff that I didn't even think we can get you out of. But my biggest problem with weed is I don't know how to stop rolling these big ass blunts. That's a good thing, brother. That's that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a problem. I don't know if that's a problem, but that's uh, definitely some nice. That's a nice size blunt there for sure. Did you see so the one when you like uh, on your IG there? That whole zip blunt. That's yeah. That thing's huge. That business. I think I smoked it with every vendor at the place, even the cooks. And that's the thing I love. Another thing I love about the events is people just sharing cannabis. You know what I mean? Here, try this. I got this over there. You know what I mean? Over there, that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's honestly, I, I could do it. I could do it. I was saying after the event, I'm like, you know, because it's been a while, but, you know, a good solid year since I've been to one. And I'm like, man, 
I really think I could be a cannabis event gypsy, just travel from state to state, from event to event, and just suck in all the, you know, all the good uh, cannabis community and, you know, the people doing it. And just go from, you know, meeting people, kind of like you, you know, going from booth to booth, meeting good folks and having a good conversation. And, and I think that would be awesome. I really do. Awesome, bro. If they if they if they go international with this, I'm definitely gonna do a tour. I'm with doing a tour. That'd be that'd be that'd be like the dopest thing ever. And the best thing about it is if you ever notice, people throw parties with alcohol, those motherfuckers fight. I've never seen anybody fight at a cannabis event. Never, never seen it not one time. People don't even argue. If you don't like what somebody's selling, they don't like their price, most people just move on to the next one. They don't even like they be like, all right, well. Your, your flower was great, but I can't agree with the price, and they'll move on to the next person. It's like, you might come across pettiness every once in a while, but it never be nothing enough to, to fist the cuff with people because it's marijuana. It's the most peaceful drug ever. I agree. So how do you, like, try to get people to, you know, try some of the products that you got out there. It's a beautiful thing, man. Recreational is open. That's the only thing, you know, say what you want. I'm, I'm a huge medical advocate as far as cannabis goes, but to each their own, you know, before I pulled a medical card, I came home and used it at the end of every work day to relax. You know what I mean? To each their own. But the one thing that I, I do really appreciate about the recreational market is it's allowing people that normally wouldn't smoke or wouldn't have smoked to go, okay. Because I know a few firemen too. And uh, real respectfully, you know, we could go down and on about that. I think them, them guys will go in to risk their lives for next to nothing across the board, firemen. They get paid next to shit risk their lives most cases have to put you know provide their own gear and shit like that but i got a good friend of mine same shit man i don't know how many times i've sat around the campfire he enjoyed his beer i enjoyed my joint i'm going come on man i said i drank your beer i drank your beer brother and hit my joint Hit my joint. Come on. I can't i can't man if i ever got a drug test that'd be the end of it and i'm like well what if it were legal? What if it were legal? Maybe, maybe. So it has opened the door. So as they approach your booth and you've got, you know, your assortment of products, how do you, how, how do you, you know, encourage them to, you know, give it a shot? Which ones do you suggest first off, I guess? I mean, honestly, I have never been opposed to smoking with people. So Majority of the time, if they come to my booth, I'm probably already smoking. So I'm gonna pass it right to you. I don't I, I don't care who you are. You could be you could be Obama's second cousin that just got a new job being the feds. I'm gonna pass it right to you. I mean, because it's marijuana, it's, it's like, why wouldn't you pass it? But in majority, you know, honestly, at events, that's why I roll those big ass blunts up. And I let sometimes I let people watch me roll it up because it really only take me. Uh, if it depends on if the if the leaf is drying out or not, it only take me about 15 minutes to roll it up, maybe 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? If I don't have a problem with breaking the weed down. 
So I usually roll up them big dummies, and then I'll do, I'll tell everybody, like, look, if you're here the next day, we smoking this. This is what we smoking. And then I'll give, I don't mind giving out samples. Like, literally at that that event, I gave everybody that walked past a, a, a business card and, and a joint. Like, here, here, try it out. I'm the fire department. I had people there giving away the joints. Like, here, just give them out to everybody. Give them a card. You can tell them we over here. You know, it's free to weed. Free to weed and pass it to you, pass it to the next person, whether you know them or not. Well, Listen. I I I think that they can know that to be true. A lot of these people while I walked around that event that day or in chat, you know what I mean, and did you know virtually receive that kind of hospitality. I, I remember first saying when I walked up to your booth, you indeed had a big old fucking blunt in your hand and it was willing to talk to me, no problem. You know, you, everything you just said without no exaggeration. But see, it's, uh, and that goes for me being a regular guy though. See, you could tell the difference between me being a regular guy trying to make my business something and the big corporations there trying to just sell weed to people. Like I can't trust a corporation trying to sell weed to me because 10 to one, they don't even smoke their weed, you know? So how do they know what they even got? How do you know that your weed is the most, your cannabis is the most virus if you don't even try it out yourself? I can't respect the grower that don't smoke weed. I, if you don't smoke weed and you grow weed, I don't want to smoke your weed. I don't, you don't even smoke it. I cannot trust it. Very true. Well, I, a lot of that too is I like to, when I go around them events and stuff like that, you get to talk firsthand a lot of time with the people that grew it or whatever, made the, the edibles, and, you know, they're proud of their product. They're willing to take that extra time or talk with you a little bit. And I think that's awesome. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it says everything about the craftsmanship. So, uh, when, where's your next event? Uh, well, I guess where can they find you if they're in the area or wanting to pop into one of these Michigan events? When will be the next one they can find you? I'm be honest with you right now. I'm actually in the, so this was the first year I've always been legit as far as having my marijuana card and my marijuana growers card and stuff like that. So I was able to do, and that's kind of like why I don't like the recreational law. Like I really think that Michiganders, we just wanted to be recreational so bad that we didn't read the fine print at the bottom where it said, yo, if we go recreational, this is what's going to happen. This is what this is what's gonna happen, and this is what's gonna happen. This is what you can't do, because I don't understand how you could walk around Cali willy nilly and smoke, but you walk around here anywhere you get you can get a, a what do they call it a almost like an open liquor walking ticket. So I want to say my next event. I'm kind of like I said, I'm new to those type of events. Like I was only kind of local in Detroit doing the like local stuff. So if anybody you really want to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on Instagram. You can also hit me up at fire at fire, fire, the fire department. Uh, wait, 
fire at the fire department 420.com um and just keep me informed on stuff because i'm eager to do as many events as i can i want to be tired doing this stuff i want to i'm almost ready to, to to buy a minivan and just drive all around with a u-haul trailer on the back and just do what i do right on right on it is that time of year too, man. So many great events, man. And I plan to hit as many of them as I can. So I definitely enjoyed the Mendo and the Mitten event there. That's a, you know, that's what I was talking to another vendor about like which ones, you know what I mean? You know, how do you have the faith in some of these events when they're the first time and not everyone's a great experience, you know what I mean? So it's hard to you know, load up the truck and hit an event because, like I said, some of them are kind of hit and miss. So how do you put, you know, faith into this is the one I'm coming back to next year? And you know what I mean? Do you base that on just, like, good people putting that on the event or kind of the crowd or, you know what I mean? How would how, how do you would you put faith into where you're going to put your time at? Well, honestly, right now, Everything is a learning experience for me. So, no, Mondo and Mitten wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But the people that threw it on and I got to know the guy that owned the farm. I got to know his father. They were such 100 people. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? They spirits was good. I'm, I'm, I'm a super spirit watcher. So, like, I can get to know somebody and know if I'm going to get to know you further just off the vibe off the, of, our, of a conversation. So the whole vibe of the whole Mondo and the Mid, it could have went worse. It, it was it could have went worse than when it went, and I would have still been been happy with it because I had such a good time. Like the vibes was good. It felt like it felt like it was supposed to rain, but it would never all the way rain. Like it was just awesome. I I can't I really can't complain about it at all. Like like even I. I mean, I heard, you know, you know, you hear a lot of things and stuff. They said a lot of vendors complained about it, but they wasn't, I guess they wasn't feeling the vibe either because the vibe was there. The people, the one, like just everybody was just like genuinely 100. Well, like I said, they, I, I got the same feeling. I got the same feeling, to be honest with you. And you know what I mean? They got to start somewhere sometime. You know what I mean? They got to put your faith in someone. I think that's an event. Another, I would probably, without that doubt, I'd go back down there again, hang out. It was a good time, good people. I, I greatly have said about this several times. Not only I, but a few other people. When we pulled up, that's how we found the place with the blue guy, the guy in the cloud suit. Standing at the, oh. out at the road, dancing. That cat com was committed all weekend long. I don't think, you know, smiling. I think at one point, maybe I seen him take it a step or two until, like, he seen me, and then he was back, back into it. But, man, that cat totally helped set the whole vibe of, like, and you know what I mean? It was it was good time. He, he definitely set the vibes. I didn't even know he was standing out there. That's dope. And low-key... He, I think, I think he rents. He has a mobile home that he rents the property out there, or he lives near there, and he always come there for the events. Like I got to really know a lot of people. Like I, 
I met a guy that built tractors that showed me his tractors, him, him, and then he pulled one out one day. He pulled it out and showed it to me. I'm like, the people that was just just 100, like the vibes was there. Like maybe the promotion, like maybe when the when the, like if I I I told everybody that I was going that that messed with me. So maybe the vendors need to like, you know, come together and, and promote promote their brand and let people know, like, yo, that's where we're gonna be at. Because more people posting the same stuff, all people gonna do is just come. You know, I'm willing to bet the same vendors that kind of complain about the event are the same. See, there's when I when I did my table in as a caregiver back when we could, you know, do that a little bit. You could backpack at the local social club and do your thing. And there was people like me and yourself that didn't mind talking with the people that come up to your booth. This is what I had. This is why, you know, this is how I, who's growing it, how I grow it, you know, whatever. Whole same spoil. Here, take a little chunk, go sit down, smoke it. You know, you like it, come back. And then there's guys that were sitting at the end of their booth pacing and would never let you let people like look at their jars, touch it. It was either, you know, buy some or get away from the table. And I got a feeling, you know, them were the same vendors, you know, pacing, looking at their watch the whole time. Like, this, oh, this is too slow. I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm willing to bet that was the same person same type of people you know what i mean that we're complaining about you know what i mean and those those are the companies that we kind of want to like you know what i mean like the same thing we were just talking about it's the moms and pops and it's the in it's to win it's i call that the industry and the community the industries, the ones that, like you said, don't smoke the flower, just invested in it. It's all about you know, what they can get out of it. It's every last drop of blood out of the plant. And then there's people that in the community that just love the people in there, love the plant, and know it for it's like healing medicine. So, yeah, that's the two, in my opinion. There's the industry and the community. Yeah. So, my friend, you, you said uh, we had a time limit of an hour. We've kind of reached that limit. Are we cool? You want to march on or we got to go? Um, what time is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to overstate my welcome, and I prefer my guests to walk off on a you know positive note. Thinking, you know what I mean. I'd like to go back and do that again sometime. So you know what I mean. I would prefer you to walk away with a happy experience, and you know, glad you participated the show than going the extra distance and go, man, that got brutal towards the end. You know what I mean. So this is the way things work around here. I'm all about support and the, you know, the community and everything else. So this is how the channel works, basically, is you, the one-on-one, -on -one, the fucking talking shit with you, what you've done. So uh, the Zoom link that I sent you this evening is always good for what I call the weed nerd world. 
Weedner Worlds are mandatory Monday nights, 2 a.m., and that's only open to past guests like yourself that's come on and told the story and whatnot. The door's always open if you want to come on and tell us events that you've been to or whatever. You want to can't just hang out, talk cannabis, you know what I mean? I suggest you watch it because there's, there's a lot of crazy folks in there from around the world, man. It is totally the world, man. You get people from the UK, Ireland, Germany, Australia. I've talked to people from South Africa, Canada, all along the great United States. You know what I mean? They check in and it's always a fun conversation. But sometimes it ain't always about cannabis. Sometimes we be talking about mushrooms, psychedelics, it's conspiracy theories. Sometimes we just high as hell, just talking crazy shit. <laughs> so if any of the above plop, you know what I mean? You tune in and you're like, oh man, I want to smoke and talk some shit with these guys. Hit that link and come fucking hang out, man. Gotcha. It's always fun to have somebody new. So that's anytime after 2 a.m.? Well, well, Monday night, 2 a.m., for sure. And the other way the, the We Nerd World works is, like I told you beforehand, uh, the time slots from 1130 to 4.20 every night. So basically, even though we didn't go the distance, I'll shut down, stretch my feet, film my tray, and then I'll, I'll open back up with the We Nerd World till 4.20. So, you know what I mean? Any night, there's a possibility of one, just depending on the guests and their story. Monday night, you can bank on. But any other night, it could it's a random by guess. So anytime you see Weed Nerd World in the title, you're more than welcome to click that link and come fucking hang out and fucking talk, whatever. You know what I mean? Have some fun. Have All some right. fun. That's what cannabis is about. So please take me up on that. Keep it in mind. If you lose that link, hit me up. I'll give it back to you. You know what I mean? I'll resend it to you. The last thing I'd like to get from you, my friend, is this silly little thing I call the sound bite. At some point, it will be a like a commercial for your episode. My version of the soundbite goes like this. Hey, this is Eagle, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle. Episode 660. You can say whatever you want before or after that, as long as you kind of got that in there somewhere. I'm totally cool with it. I am ready as soon as you hear. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, so I gotta say, say what I need to say when I say it. <laughs> you <laughs> My version of it is, hey, this is Eagle, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 660. You can put anything you want in there, you know what I mean? As long as it's got the episode number in there, I'm cool, you know? So I could basically be like, hey, this is the motherfucking fireman. I'm talking shit with Eagle. Episode 660. <laughs> <laughs> On it then. Hey, this is the motherfucking fireman. And I'm talking shit with Eagle. 660. <laughs> there you go, brother. Thank you very much, man. Hopefully you've had a good time, man. I've greatly appreciated the conversation, man. And like I said, the link's always open when the weed in world's open. Don't be a stranger, and thank you for taking time to tell me your story this evening. Thank you for having me. Right on. You have a great and, night. And this and this still is a motherfucking fire, man. I'm talking shit with Eagle on Six City, motherfucker. <laughs> right on, right on.
For those of you guys, don't forget to tune into the Weed Nerd World. If not, do not forget. Brandon Max kindness do save lives. I'll see you guys in a few. Have a good night. Thank you again, my friend.